look at obviously the UK and obviously back in the day, the whole acid house movement and what that was based on. Gay people, black people, white people all like mixing in for the love of acid house. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Fenster's Funky Sevens. My name is Fenster. The idea behind this podcast is that I'm a record collector and I have a large collection of seven inch singles. So each episode, I take seven of those seven inch singles and arrange them into some sort of theme or genre. And the theme for this episode is the UK breakbeat scene from 1986 to 1996. In about 87, I noticed this thing started bubbling up. 1987, they started playing house at some of these events. My intention for this podcast was to look at the Irish drum and bass scene in the 1990s. But as I started working on the history of drum and bass, I realized if I was to do it justice, 10 or 15 minutes was not enough. So instead, this episode is a history of the UK breakbeat scene from 1986 to 1996. I tried to arrange this episode to fit the Funky 7s format, but there was too much overlap. So we'll leave the seven records from my collection idea aside for this one. I have previously done episodes on electronic music, house and techno, hip hop and drum breaks, which all tie into this episode. So you might like to check those out as well. Once Acid House exploded, raves got really big. Turn the corner in this dark country lane and there'd be like this wonderland in front of you. In the late 80s, dance music and rave culture took over the UK. 1988 is known as the second summer of love and the land was filled with huge outdoor parties and every empty warehouse was fair game for an illegal rave. Thousands of ravers off their chops on yokes and dancing without a care. The music at these parties became known as Acid House whether a role in 303 was involved or not. And the DJs were not constrained by genre classifications like today. A DJ would play a wide range of styles in one set. To start with, the music was mostly from America. You could hear hypnotic, moody Chicago house like Adonis, No Way Back from 1986. or soulful, euphoric Chicago house like C.C. Rogers' Someday from 1987, which was produced by Marshall Jefferson. Oh, oh, oh. 
or more hip-hop-inspired actual Acid House like Fast Eddie's Acid Thunder from 1987. Just like a time bomb Yes, I'm smart, but I'm about to get dumb So be prepared as I push the button Yo, I don't need a DJ, but my lyrics are still cutting Like a Ginsu or a black ninja Dice slice you up like a blender So get ready, cause I'm about to move ahead Making my ways in a motel waterbed I got you dancing, your body soaking wet You need a towel to wipe off all the sweat The king of swing about to do his thing On the mic, I'll clean, but I rap, I don't sing The best one's back, yo, with lyrics galore And to the party people out there on the floor A lot of Acid House DJs had started out as hip-hop DJs and so were still very fond of breakbeats. So percussive DJ tools, often little more than a looped pitched up breakbeat with a repeated bass or synth element were highly popular. This is Funky Acid Makosa from New York's Frankie Bones Bones Breaks Volume 2 from 1988. UK producers took all these influences and put them all together using the same affordable samplers and synths, the Grebo bands in Fencer's Funky 7's episode 13 and the hip-hop producers in episode 12 were using, and the workhorse Atari ST computer to sequence everything, and in 1989 a number of breakbeat acid house dubby tunes were released. These included from London, Renegade Soundwaves, The Phantom,
Bradford, Unique Trees, the theme. And at the end of 1988, Stacker Humanoid from a pair of producers who will go on to worldwide fame as Future Sound of London. DJs at the time liked to pitch records up to bring more energy to the dance floor. And so a cycle began of DJs pitching records up, so producers making faster records, which DJs pitched up, which producers made faster records, and so on and so on. And by 1990, the new sound of breakbeat music that would become known as hardcore was starting to form. An example of this is Shades of Rhythm's Homicide. and Genocide 2's Death of the Kamikaze. (laughs) 
As we saw in Fenster's Funky Sevens episode 11, there has been an influence of Caribbean music on British music from the 1950s. From Calypso and Mento to Ska, Rocksteady, Reggae, Dub, Dancehall and all the other versions. By the 80s there was a very strong and established DJ-led sound system culture in the UK. It was only natural that this Jamaican influence would begin to be felt in the rave scene. One very obvious example is the Rebel MC's top 10 pop hit Street Tough in 1989 which samples Toots and the Maytels. Cut, cut, cut. Tell me something. You can't play BS. You can't play drum. Rebel MC's 1990 tune, The Wickedest Sound, delves further into dub, sampling and breakbeats. Now hear this, this sound and a dibby dibby sound, this are the wickedest sound than Gargan in town, so follow it now. <laughs> Another act mixing rave with Jamaican music were the Raga Twins. This is Spliffhead from 1990 on Shut Up and Dance Records. Now you have some tune make you laugh, but when you hear this one, this special year is very serious. So I want all who can dance, we shut up and leave. <laughs> Raga Twins, they Raga Twins, they I got twin stable. 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 I got twin
dub was having a more subtle influence on the new hardcore sound, like the deep bass line on Noise Factory's Imperative on Ibiza Records, also from 1990. All the elements were falling into place for the hardcore explosion of the early 90s. Sampling techniques and breakbeats from hip-hop, synth riffs and top-line melodies from house, and deep bouncing bass rhythms from reggae and dub. There was just one more thing. The infamous Hoover sound, which was created with a lot of trickery on a Roland Alpha Juno synth from Mentasm by Second Phase, aka New York producer Joey Beltram. This tune was released through Belgium label RNS in 1991 and is probably one of the most influential sounds in electronic music. You can hear its direct influence in Charlie by the soon to be global rave superstars The Prodigy. <laughs> Charlie sampled a talking cat voiced in the best possible taste by comedian Kenny Everett from a 1970s public service announcement. Charlie was part of a pretty cheesy trend for using children's TV themes in hardcore. The tune that started it all was Summer Magic by Mark Summers in late 1990, which sampled the psychedelic 60s series The Magic Roundabout. <laughs> 
It's that man again. Despite his meandering maneuverability, his strategical susceptibility, his infantile indefatigability, and his tendency towards tactical stupidity, he still remains. Imaginary sound of music. Other popular tunes in this vein were Trip to Trumpton by Urban Hype, Sesame Street by Smarties, and the one I always had a fondness for, Rhubarb and Custard by Shaft, from late 1991. It's all gone quiet, said Custard. Too quiet, said Rhubarb. Rhubarb and Custard let fly with their secret weapon. was a definite style of joyous melody-led hardcore developing which walked a fine line between corny cringe and euphoric dance floor moments. This style became known as happy hardcore and it's a scene that still thrives today. An early example is Sons of a Loop the Loop Era's Far Out from 1991. But another hardcore style was developing too. 
This was less concerned with the smiley faces, boiler suits and Vic soap face mask of the happy hardcore rave crew. This style was moving down a deeper, darker, moodier path. Samples from horror and sci-fi films replaced childhood jingles. Police sirens and industrial noise instead of jubilant piano lines. Themes of crime, violence and stark realities of life in the place of warm, youthful nostalgia. This was dark core. The tune that many consider the start of dark core is Mr. Kirk's Nightmare. A tale of a father being informed of his son's death through drug abuse. This was released in late 1990 by Four Hero on Reinforced Records. Mr. Cook? Yes? Do you have a son named Robert? Robert Cook, age 17? Yes. I'm sorry, Mr. Cook. You better come down to the station house. Your son is dead. Dead? How? He died of an overdose. Come down to the station house. Come down to the station house. Come down to the station house. Your son is dead. Another classic of the dark core sound is Bomb Scare by Two Bad Mice, released in 1991 on Moving Shadow Records, and starts with the cheery sound of five explosions.
A large inspiration for this sound came from the dance floor of a club night in London called Rage and its residence DJs Fabio and Groove Rider. Fabio and Groove Rider were not into happy melodies and pleasant vocals. They sought out darker stripped back tunes. They preferred playing dub mixes of US house tunes, sinister German and Belgian techno and the moody side of UK breakbeat. Producers made tunes inspired by what they heard at Rage and in turn Fabio and Groove Rider played those tunes which went on to inspire other producers. The sound that would go on to become Jungle and Drum and Bass was birthed on the dance floor at Rage. One tune that was very influential was by Masters of Work called Jump On It. It was not much more than a breakbeat and a bass line. It sounded like this. But Fabio liked to play the record on 45 rather than 33, so it sounded like this. By this time, DJs had figured out how to manipulate the pitch control in Technics decks, from the usual plus and minus 8 to plus 16. Jump on it on plus 16 might have sounded like this. Another tune that will go on to have a massive influence on the way jungle and drum and bass would develop is We Are IE by Lenny the Ice, released in 1991. With its raw stripped back sound pushing the rolling amen break and dubby bass line to the front of the mix, it was a portent of the next 30 years of breakbeat music. <laughs> It was around about this time that people started referring to this new style of breakbeat music as jungle or jungle techno. The origin of the phrase, as is usually the case with this kind of thing, is unclear. Some suggestions are ridiculous, like the first response when you google origin of the name jungle. I quote, It is also believed that jungle was called jungle because the complexity of the rhythmic patterns, the fast tempo, and the overall dark feel of the music, 
due to the distinctive bass lines, make the listener feel as if he's running through an impenetrable jungle being chased by an animal. Absolute waffle. More credibly, Goldie thinks it was Fabio who came up with the term. There's all these urban kids just like going nuts to it. Well, it kind of went beyond rave then because it became like the darker side of London underground. That's the, the difference with what rage did. You know, when you talk about jungle, I'm talking before people got on a mic and were spitting ragga. I'm talking urban jungle. It's Fabio coined that name. It's Fabio I heard the first person say the name jungle. It's, it's urban jungle music, man. Fabio himself is not so sure. But you've got to remember, at this time, there weren't no jungle tunes around. So we used to just kind of mix these tunes with house tunes. And that used to call kind of, they used to call it like tech jungle. So it was kind of techno jungle influence. Jungle techno. Jungle techno, that's it. <laughs> jungle techno. And then it, then it kind of just turned into jungle. And that's that breakbeat influence kind of sound kind of took over. Another plausible story is the reclaiming of a racial slur. Peter Harris from Kicking Records explains. Certain faction of the rave scene started dancing with more breakbeaty with the ragga samples and certain people, some of the white boys would say, yeah, I'm not dancing this jungle bunny music. So there's a, it created a kind of a split really. And when Smiley and PJ really said in the early, early part of the 90s saying, well, look, we feel junglies are insult to black people. They were right. But it's kind of backfired because jungle is now becoming a big thing. To me, the most likely origin is from Jamaican culture. An area of West Kingston, Arnett Gardens, was referred to as the concrete jungle. Bob Marley sang about it in tough in the jungle and the residents were referred to as junglists. Junglists began to be used as a term for someone who had been through hardship and come out the other side, a survivor, a grafter. Here's Ninja Man, Jamaican dancehall DJ, actor, convicted murderer and real bad man, referring to himself as an original junglist on stage in Jamaica in 1990. Enough water about badness and I'm a fool. Me, original junglist said that. Whatever the origin of the term jungle was, it was in such common usage that Noise Factory on Ibiza Records was able to release a tune called Jungle Techno in 1991. Jungle.
classic tune of the jungle techno sound is Dee Patton's Who's the Bad Man on Hard Hands Records from late 1992. It's got a 4-4 beat, the Apache break, a deep dubby bass, a skanking echoey synth line and vocal samples from the 1972 Jamaican film The Harder They Come. Although there's one thing that made Who's the Bad Man an outlier in 1992, and that's its speed. At 132 BPM, it has a tempo similar to the earlier hardcore tracks. Another Jamaican-flavoured hardcore tune that was massively popular was SL2's On a Ragga Tip, which sampled Jazz Screechy's Walk and Skank. It had a tempo of 140. Later in 1992, The Prodigy had an international chart hit with Out of Space, which samples Max Romeo's Chase the Devil. This was at 147 BPM. I'm gonna send him to outer space.
tunes coming out of the scene centered around rage were accelerating things even more. Nasty Habits, aka Doc Scott's furious Here Come the Drums on reinforced records was 150 BPM. Goldie's Terminator, released as Metalheads on synthetic records, took things even further. Goldie had figured out how to harness the studio technique of time stretching for use with breakbeats, allowing them to speed up without becoming cluttered. Terminator clocks in at 157 BPM. Nineteen ninety two was an all big reggae samples and raging dark core. LTJ Buckham's Demons team showed that lush melodic soundscapes worked equally well with rapid fire breakbeats.
an excellent YouTube video called From Jungle to Jump Up, A History of Drum and Bass. Red Means Recordings demonstrates how the popular funk and soul drum breaks sound when they are sped up and used in the context of drum and bass. So let's go through some of the most famous breakbeats that you can find in jungle music. First one, James Brown, Cold Sweat. Next up, Ike Turner, Funky Mule. Next up, James Brown, Funky Drummer. Incredible Bongo Band, Apache. Lynn Collins, Think About It. And finally, possibly, the mother, the father, the godfather, the godmother of all breakbeats. It is the Winston's Amen Brother. Nineteen ninety-three was the year that jungle developed into its own sound, when it became its own genre. If someone asked what jungle was, you could play some tracks, and they could plainly hear. This wasn't house or techno or hip hop or hardcore. This was jungle. This was helped in no small part by the release of three hugely influential tunes, the impact of which can still be felt today. The first is the haunting roller Valley of the Shadows by Origin Unknown on Ram Records. Origin Unknown are Ant Miles and Andy C. Andy C is now a huge drum and bass superstar DJ who regularly sells out 10,000 seater arenas. He's come a long way from using bells from a sample CD free with a magazine and taking a band name from the back of a toaster. Good man Andy. Champion Sound by Q Project predicts the harder, more aggressive direction drum and bass would take at the end of the 1990s. But unlike a lot of those tunes, it never loses the funk.
Another classic from 93 is Renegade Snares by Omnitrio on Moving Shadow, particularly the Foul Play remix. This is a masterclass in chopping and processing breakbeats and the melodies are just gorgeous. In early 1994, Marion Hart took a phone call from Paul Scott Levy. Marion was feeling anxious about the call as he feared he was in for a bollocking. He had been releasing tunes as M-Beat on his father's hardcore label, Rank Records, and one of the tunes, Jungleistic Bad Boy, had a sample of Paul's work. Paul's stage name was General Levy. <laughs> Watch out! 
As it turned out, Paul was not upset. He had liked how his ragged chat had sounded on top of breakbeats, and he suggested that if himself and Marion worked together, something might come of it. Something most definitely did come of it, M-Beat featuring General Levy, was a massive hit, scoring a top 10 in the UK pop charts and becoming the first jungle tune many people around the world ever heard. Wicked, wicked, jungle is massive. Wicked, wicked, jungle is massive. Wicked, wicked, jungle is massive. Wicked, original, well big up, all the original jungle is massive. The original dancehall jungle is there. General Levy alongside the MB, the world is in trouble. I will tell a murderer, it goes, I am the incre- incre- incredible general. Sensational with the coming. Incre- incre- incredible general. Select, select, select. Yo, Matty will love them, I spin them like a windmill. New time for them, go to them, I we got this. Incredible was swiftly followed into the charts by UK Apache with Shy FX original Nutter on Sour Records, and the era of Raga Jungle had well and truly arrived. One day, one day some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. No near man, the original Nutter, Turkey in a take jig, UK Apache along the Shire Fags, and what we call is murderation, all original gangsta man. Here when we tell them now, you hear me coming to imitate, originate because we originate. All right, mate, now what you doing, mate? Here when we tell them coming to about gears, I'm gonna stop that. Watch me tell them, oh boy, watch this. Begin a jungle. We tell everybody, watch it, man. Me a the original man, 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 man,
Kingston Watch out You never know the gangster Me say them in a jungle Well, yeah You never know the article Me say them in a jungle Well, yeah You never know shy effects Man, big in a jungle Original Nutter is a stone cold classic jungle tune. For many people it's the only jungle tune they know and it still electrifies crowds to this day. DJ Mickey Finn says, You can go and play Nutter now to non-drum and bass people or jungle people and that tune will have an effect on them. Sometimes people just nail it. They just nailed it with Nutter. So many amazing Ragga Jungle tunes were released in 1994 and 95. Here's just a few. DMS and the Bone Man X, Sweet Vibrations on FX Records. by Leviticus on Philly Blunt. Black Star featuring Top Cat, Champion DJ on Congo Natty. Well, I hear some boy them a talk and a pass and remark when my will get darker when a skin not laugh off when hip hip pop off excess amount of things go on when a free for bus can. Who put that who bought them shit? At the mercy, I 
Tell them it's a theater number one DJ Lord of mercy, say Lord of mercy Yes, so when the tiger play the out of UK What me tell them say? I follow when the UK tiger as a champion DJ And everybody them said you're a respecter That's how we bust up the chart And we bust down the place And I be a pop drum for America What me say? Let me tell you not this If I fluke, I think we fluke last year Me I got job and then I stay for show me well versed I got me suck out and I ain't a job here I went me tell them root boy Just tell you not for what to your talk This jungle is mine, we start to get the front boy Just tell you not for what to your talk Try this stick out by me, start to get the front Jump this up, I'm a red dog, brag and show off Show me stairs on the checks, I'm a sofa Disrespect and try for some mocha Wanna get better, we start getting tough I'll get better than the fight to start Jump with guns, jump your life and get wise or not Chop up your body, left it on the sidewalk Wanna show you get better, so that's when I skylock Look boy, me just tell you not to watch how you talk This jungle is mine, we start to get tough Look boy, me just tell you not to watch how you talk This may suck yet, but I'm a star to get I am that the best I am R.I.P. by Remark on Suburban Bass. I'd just like everyone to know that I think Ragga Jungle is, and I don't use this adjective lightly, absolutely fucking awesome. I like um, jungle. So let's have one more. Limb by Limb by Cody Ranks, DJ SS Remix. Hey, so no one take it personal. Who not talk about done? You think me comfy done? All me have to do is send for the new gun. Anything test dead, dead. Alas, everything was not well. There was a rumble in the jungle. Those working in the scene for a long time resented General Levy's success. DJ Ash explains why. When Incredible first broke into the charts, rumours spread that the former reggae artist was calling himself the King of Jungle. Pirate stations boycotted the tune, saying that he was selling their music out to the mainstream. Now we've got Mbeat and General Levy, first jungle on top of the pops ever. I don't really want to talk about General Levy because General Levy don't deserve no time on the air whatsoever. Um, Okay, granted, he done jungle some kind of justification. He got it noticed. But for him to wrap off his mouth and say that he started jungle is nonsense. And that's all I have to say on the matter. Some saw Levy as a bandwagon jumper, piggybacking on the works of others. 
This is Shy FX. He's hopped from this music to that music, up to the jungle bandwagon, and then he's gone on like he was running it. No, I mean, this the program, going on about he, he big up jungle and the rest of it. We don't need people like that coming in, you know I mean, and riding off it and saying that they big up, because he never big up nothing. I think all of this was very petty. M Beef was an established producer on an established label. He chose to work with a vocalist and he scored a big hit. Big deal. And as for MC's bragging and boasting, nothing new about that either. Let's hear from the man himself. They should talk to the man himself. And then I was to set the, set the story straight did not say that I want to be the king of no jungle, come to contribute, make people feel good. Who like it, like it, who don't like it, just bite it. Perhaps the real reason for all this was that they just didn't want the attention at all. This is DJ Trace. It's a youthful music and it's not for the charts, you know. It's, it's our music and we built it, do you know what I mean? And I don't want to see all the major people jumping on it. And, and exploiting it, you know. People have tried to cross it over into the mainstream and for me that just loses the whole flavour and the idea of the music, you know, it's an underground vibe, that's the way it should stay, do you know what I mean? Besides this spat, other problems were starting to arise. Manny on the scene felt Ragga Jungle was attracting, in inverted commas, the wrong crowd. And it was affecting business and the public image of Jungle. Canadian drum and bass Don Marcus Visionary gives his take. So 94, 95 in England, um, with the reggae scene came in, it came like a lot of gang activity, a lot of drug activity, and you know there started to be competition amongst drug dealers and stuff like that. So when you have that type of you know negative energy, right, you get violence, you get territorial violence, you know what I mean? And what the media started to do was associate it with the music, with jungle, and jungle started to get a bad rap. There was a time in London when it all kind of peaked, um, where if you were throwing a jungle party, you couldn't get a venue. A lot of the producers actually got together and had a meeting and said, if we want this thing to keep going, we're going to need to change it to drum and bass. They wanted to get rid of the element that was coming to, uh, so they got rid of the reggae, like a lot of the overt reggae, the soul, the rare groove, all of those elements were stripped out of the music and the, uh, the music got darker. Many of the main players in the scene formed the mysterious committee and the rebound to drum and bass was underway. Drum and bass was not a new term, it was used on the reggae scene and also in hardcore. Here's Smith and Mighty from Bristol talking about going back to the drum and bass on their 1992 tune, Killa.
The separation of jungle from drum and bass started to define jungle as a bass level primitive music and drum and bass as a deeply emotional, even sexual music, as this lady explains. This is drum and bass, this is drum and bass, this is not jungle, this is not jungle that goes work, 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 and that's complete and a beat and no music and no lyrics to it. Danny makes fucking music that is fucking cool and it touches you here and it touches you here too. And the absolutely ridiculous phrase intelligent drum and bass started to be bandied about, as this fan of LTJ Bookham proclaims. We have a mainstream of shitty, simplified, fucked up, mangled sounds that come at you like a piece of shit out of a garbage bin. Yes, you have what Bookham is playing, which is clean, fresh, intelligent, thought out, breaks, melodies, bass lines and pad patterns. I'm sorry, but we are the underground, untouchable, forever. Good looking record. One album that heralded the arrival of drum and bass was Logical Progression, a compilation of tunes from LTJ Bookham's Good Looking Records released in April 1996. These tunes weren't roughneck breakbeat bangers. This was lush, mild music based on jazz and jazz funk. Put it on at your next dinner party and watch your guests nod along with approval. Logical Progression had a very wide appeal and my friends who usually listen to indie guitar music and trip hop lapped it up. The music press simply gushed over it. Finally, some non-threatening palatable jungle calling it and i quote rhythmically rich with less reggae than other jungle provides real sustenance charts new territory by orchestrating a psychedelical urban symphony and the best introduction to jungle for those not used to hyperspeed breakbeats this is pmf the one and only <laughs> Goldie's Timeless album, released in 1995, is considered a landmark in drum and bass, but probably a better overview of the darkcore sound that came out of Rage is the compilation from his Metalheads label Platinum Breaks, released in July 1996. This was billed as 21st century urban breakbeat music that was, I quote, highly sophisticated and intricately produced, contrary to the image of the music that had been presented by the mass media up until this point. This is Dillinger, The Angels Fell.
tune included on Platinum Breaks that would have a long-lasting influence on how DMB would evolve is Alex Reese's Pulp Fiction. This replaced the chaotic breaks with a stripped-back two-step drum pattern that still proved very effective on the dance floor. Another important 1996 release was the super sharp shooter from the Ganja Crew. This was the party friendly style of drum and bass known as Jump Up. The title track by DJ Zinc is one of those drum and bass tracks that everybody knows. Super, 
more low-key album released in 1996 was Tech Stepping, a journey in experimental drum and bass on Emotive Records. This release highlighted the darker, more mechanized side of DMB, particularly the worst of Nico, Trace and Ed Rush from No U-Turn Records and their fondness for the distorted Reese bassline, which we heard about in Fenster's Funky 7's episode 12. This is the beginning of the Tech Step and Neurofunk sounds. This is Skyscraper, Liberty One. By 1996, all the elements were more or less in place that would shape the drum and bass sound for the next three decades. Look at the massive drum and bass hit of summer 2023, Badadan by Chase and Stadish. What have we got? Moody atmospheric intro, ragged chat, a two-step drum pattern and a heavily processed Reese bass line. The production is immaculate for sure, but everything else was there from 1996. <laughs> Bada 
badadan, badadan, badadan Anyway we see them we a bang pan another one Boss up four or five nanko one Remington Any boy this balato de mina Kellington Bad man you know where vibes can done Vibes can done we kill a sound wife a fun Big bad man from outer England Baseline drop a tell you Badadan, 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 bad from me bad Where you get your mother from, thing where me get Could I come from Afghanistan They no want to see this cross, make me up in my hand Badaman, you know me vibes can done Lyrics in my fire like a bullet from a gun Big badaman from outer England When me lyrics start fire, watch us sound Thank you for making it through to the end of episode 15 of Fenster's Funky Sevens. If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, please do. Tell me all the hardcore tunes that I forgot. Tell me all the drum and bass tunes that I missed out on. Tell me what you feel is the history of uh, UK Breakbit. Tell me it all. You can send me an email, fensterdj at gmail.com or fensterdj on Twitter, Instagram or Blue Sky. That's enough for this episode. Next time will be the Irish drum and bass scene. So please listen to that. Thank you very much and goodbye. People try and split it like drum and bass. Yeah. Jungle. For, for me, for one, it's all house music. Okay. Right? The whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the seed. Is, is house music. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And then for me, like Fabio put a thing. I've always said this all the way, all the way anyway. But Fabio put a tweet up a few weeks ago. Saying if you if you listen to drum and bass, I saw this you're tweet. a junglist. I saw yeah. this tweet, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've always, I've always said that drum yeah. and bass come out of jungle. I've always said that. Come Some people want to call it drum and bass mm. because it's more trendier. Mm. That's cool, but for me, it's all jungle. Mm. Even what they're playing today is mm. all jungle. Mm. Right, mm. right. 